get ready for the journey of a lifetime. Omega Metroid is excited to launch a new series exclusive to our Patreon channel, The Great Metroid Area Ranking. Our mission is simple. We are going to rank every single area in the Metroid series two at a time. Join us on our Patreon as we delve into all the different locales across this amazing series and get in on the action by helping dictate what areas we rank next. The Great Metroid Area Ranking is available to all Omega Metroid tier patrons. Join us on this incredible adventure and help us decide for the final time which Metroid area is the greatest of them all. OmegaMetroid.com's Patreon is the home to the Great Metroid Area Ranking, ROM Hack Reviews, The Spateri Show, and so much more. Consider signing up today and see you next mission. Everyone and welcome to the Zelda Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Aletha. What's up, Al? How we doing on this fine long weekend? I take that back. It's a long weekend for me, but not a long weekend for you. Is that correct? Your long weekend is next weekend. That's right. Yeah, we that's get right. a long weekend next weekend, which is just more time to play Zelda. So that's all I care about right now. That's right. Well, uh, yeah, is uh, it's been. It's been a week. It's been a, a crazy week. I feel like I I can't even fathom how many hours I must have. Like, I gotta be 60 plus at this point, I'd say. Yeah, I really wish my Switch would tell me, but it's still saying that you started this game yeah. 10 days ago. And I'm like, okay, I know that. Tell me how many hours I played. I think I think we'll have those stats um, tomorrow. Because as, as, as we're recording this, it's, it's Sunday, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder who's going to have, well, I mean, Moss is going to have the most, but I wonder, like, second place, who's going to have the most. I'm interested to see that. Probably, like, Locke or Josh, I'm sure. Probably someone doing work on the game, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought that it would be kind of fun to kick off this episode by giving a little status update. So I have got my Nintendo Switch here, my my red and, and blue Joy-Cons, and I'm going to read you my stats, Al. You can tell me what you think. Okay. So I have... 77 shrines done. Um, what's the thing under the shrines? That would be your uh, light roots, I think they're called. My light, light roots, depth. yes. Thank you. Um, 24 light roots, uh, okay. which is not very much. Uh, let's see. 42 Korok seeds. So I that's, think you might be lapping me. That's not horrible, but okay. Okay, yes. and uh, 231 rupees. I don't know about you, but I feel like rupees are kind of hard to come by in this game. Okay, listen, I'm going to say this before Nintendo patches it, but there's a duplication trick hack in the game. You could look it up on TikTok, I'm sure, or just Google it. And I did it this morning, and it's insane. Oh. I duplicated the crap ton of diamonds, and now I have 35,000 rupees. Okay, I, I so, want you to, to immediately message me that that method. like It's so like easy, right now. too. <laughs> Okay, I have it on TikTok, so I'll send it to you. Okay, um, so yeah, we uh, we're we're gonna get going here. We've obviously played a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Tears of the Kingdom, and we actually mapped out our next couple weeks of shows, and uh, very excited about what we got going on. So, so I'm gonna um, today. I just want to kind of give you the groundworks and follow up on a few things from last week. Actually, you know what, Al? Even before I'm going off topic already, but before. We get started. You know how last week I was kind of saying like, oh man, like it, I didn't know how um, the rotation worked or like I didn't know how to unfuse things or I didn't know how to, to fuse arrows or whatever. So somebody messaged me and they were like, did you have the pro HUD turned on? And I was like, yes, I turned it on like instantly. And he was like, that's why, because I guess you get less tips and stuff like that when you have the pro HUD on. So that or it doesn't have the directions listed like it normally yeah, does yeah, yeah, at yeah. the bottom. Okay. So that Makes was sense. that was my folly. So um God, I uh I I'm so sorry. I, I'm blanking on the person who messaged me that and uh and I will um but if I remember I'll shout it out. But yeah, it was uh, it was a great find, which explained a lot. So yeah. um but anyways, so I wanna kind of lay out what we're doing this week, next week, the week after, because man, we had a bunch of people 
not a lot, but like enough that were just like, you spoiled the the intro of the game and you spoiled the the cutscene and stuff like that. And I was like, one, like we come on now. We said that we were gonna spoil up until the end of the Great Sky Islands, which we did, which is the first four to five hours of the game. And and two, like, brother, if if the opening cutscene is a spoiler, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, just just don't, maybe. Maybe just don't listen to the episode if you don't have the game yet. You know what I mean? And, and that's yeah, totally exactly. fine. Like, if you're not caught up to what we're talking about, you can put these episodes in the bank. You can listen to them later when when you are caught up, whenever is convenient for you. So just wanted to throw that out there and let everybody know that, um, you know, we, we're going to be talking about some aspects of the game. Our spoiler policy is – when I say spoiler policy, I'm, I'm talking really more so like narrative and plot spoiler like we, we are going to talk about some things that we see but we're also going to let everybody know ahead of time what we're going to talk about so that there's no surprises or there's no uh frustrated listeners so today we're going to be talking very generally about the surface about the depths and about the sky so kind of what our impressions are maybe how some of the surface differs from breath of the wild how um you know some of the things that we've seen in the sky that we like some of the things that we've seen in the depths that that we like or that have just stuck out so there, there could be, if you want to go in, like, completely blank, find every single thing yourself, like, maybe come back later. But, uh, you know, because we are going to be talking about some things that we found down there. So I just want to throw that out. Yeah, I agree 100%. This is, I mean, it's not like a story spoiler or anything, but it is spoiler for gameplay, like, what you see in the game. And if you want to be blind, don't listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> At least not or, yet. Come, or come back. back. Yeah, come back. Yeah. And, and so next week... We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing a little bit more story esque kind of spoiler, but we're gonna be talking about the the regional phenomenon next week, and we're gonna be doing it in two parts. So next week is gonna be Rido and Goron, and then the week after is going to be Gerudo and Zora. So we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about everything that those specific regional phenomenon uh, quests encompass, and then. Um, you know, and then we're going to be, uh, we'll reveal more of like kind of what we're doing after the fact, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot of, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of stuff to talk about. There is more meat on this bone than, I don't know, you could fathomably chew. So yeah, it could yeah. be, going to be a good couple weeks here uh, going up ahead, but uh, we are here today. Like I said, we're going to talk about our second week of a full playthrough of Tears of the Kingdom and uh, our initial impressions of, of kind of the big three main areas here and i guess al we should start in uh, in the surface because that's where like the meat really of the game is right like even though and you know you and i i guess specifically i but like we had some trepidation about the the world being the same uh, and looking the same and, and we can revisit that and and see how like on like how right or how wrong that actually was but there there certainly is some differences to this world so far for sure and i i jotted down a couple that i've seen and i haven't really went all the way around the world yet so by by no means is this an all-encompassing list it's just kind of stuff that i've noticed on my playthrough so far but um you know i i guess the the first thing that we should talk about is is kind of the new the new town which is like the a spot that you're going to find right away which is Lookout Landing, which is where you meet uh, Pura again. And man, people are going crazy over Pura. Yeah, uh, the craze for Pura is, I mean, I feel like as soon as I saw her, I knew yeah, that it I was going to be. Yeah, and I was, I was like, okay, I can I can see it. I just think it's interesting. I, um, It's kind of funny. I've been trying to figure out how much time has passed in this game, and it doesn't tell you, at least not as far as I've seen. You know what? Sorry to interject. I did... God, I can't remember where it was. I want to say it's in Zora's Domain. You do hear... uh, Somebody says, like, Link helped Sidon vanish evil years ago. So it's been years at least. Yeah. Right. Which we assumed because a lot of characters are older looking and i just the more people i visit the more npcs that i come across or main characters i come across you can clearly tell that it's been at least a few years and that some some of these people or races age differently than others Mm. so it's like the hylians are probably the slowest aging ones because i'll still see children but then you've got the rito who the all the baby little rito chicks are now older so um 
anyways, with with Pura, it was it was obvious that she would get older, but she like got significantly older, and I think <laughs> because she's still messing with her age a little bit, you know, yeah. still still kind of tinkering with it. But yeah, she got significantly older. That was the whole point of all of that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> there's ev- everything you probably think the internet has said about Pura. You're probably right. It's uh, and, and it's 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 like Ganondorf was yesterday's news. Like here, yeah, you know, now say it's hi Pura. to Pura. And, and also that like absolutely sculpted dude in Kakariko Village, whose name is escaping me, but he's like oh, the, I, the Zonai researcher guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name either, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty cool. I actually haven't spent a lot of time there yet, but I know there's some some story there so you know what let's, get, let's start with kakariko actually okay we'll come back to look at landing in just a second but since we're talking about kakariko i agree i haven't really spent a lot of time in there either um and i went in and you get to see Peya, who is now like leading the uh you know leading the village which is kind of cool because like you could kind of see her growth a little bit a little bit more yeah. maturity to her more confidence i would say too yeah not like not like super uber confidence but like she's She's coming into her own, and she's not as, like, stuttery or shy to talk to anymore. Yeah, she's not, like, fawning over Link or anything like that anymore. Um, but I, I haven't really made my way into Kakariko a whole lot, other than the the rings, of course, that are all over the place. And I was uh, I was trying to get close to them, and every time I, I do, they're like, Hey, get back! And... I love that it's it's that doctor guy from yeah. It's he's he's like so full of himself being a doctor, and he's like nobody can nobody could do anything without my expertise. But he's the one who's yelling at you when you're getting close to the rings. I, I actually don't know how to get to the rings. I like <laughs> I I tried to to get my way up, and uh, every time I I got close, they were like get away. And I was kind of waiting for like a main quest to come up, uh, you know, to to proceed. And maybe it does. I, I don't know. But, it, like, I didn't spend a ton of time because I was, like, distracted by the million bajillion other things that you can do. So I was like, I'll come back later. And, and I never really yeah. have actually went back to Kakariko since. I agree. Like, I, w- I think I was waiting because you start talking to people. And I think I was waiting for something to happen where it would trigger the, the yeah how you get close to the rings. But I haven't had that trigger yet either. So I was just like, oh, okay, I'll just move on. So that's what I did. Yeah, th- there is a side quest that is associated with it where you have to kind of go around and find some some stone slabs and, and take mm-hmm. like pictures or something like that, or you read them, or whatever it happens to be. I-, I haven't done it a whole lot yet, so I haven't really gotten back to Kakariko. But other than like the rings, I, I think that like, Kakariko looks mostly the same to me. Mm-hmm. I would agree, yes. Um, so anyways, yeah, so back to Lookout Landing. This is kind of uh, what I was hoping for in this game, where it's like new settlements new kind of villages that that makes sense in the context of the story where it's like it, it does make sense like you're rebuilding hyrule and hyrule field and hyrule castle and stuff like that there probably should be this this settlement nearby for like construction purposes stuff like that so i i think that the town itself is like really it's like small but cool um and and it was it was kind of like a nice way I'm glad it was the first town that you saw, because I think it would have been a little bit less impactful if, like, you start off at Hiteno or you start off at Kakariko instead of, like, starting somewhere new. Because I think that what this game struggles with, perception-wise, reality-wise or not, I, you, that's debatable, but definitely perception-wise, is, like, it's a lot more of the of the same, where I think starting with something new was really important. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like Lookout... I really like Lookout Landing, because it feels like a central base that yeah. you can come back to. Um, you have, you know, a little bit of weapons there, you have a little bit of side quests there, you have a tower, Hestu hangs out there instead of in the forest, um, you have a little shop there, you have a mini stable, there's a lot of really, like, helpful things there for you as a good central location, so that's why I really appreciate it, it's definitely one of my, like, stops that I go back to a lot to sort of prepare for my next like, le- the next leg of my journey. So I really appreciate it. And it's in a cool location. It's in that, like, um, uh, I don't know what it was called in the last game, but where they were doing the ceremony and Zelda was, like, blessing yeah. me because he's in the night. So that's pretty cool. Um, some, some like, pretty cool characters that are there, too. You've got uh, you've got Robbie hanging out there, which, which is funny because my first thought when I saw Robbie was, like, why is this dude not in on the anti-aging serum that that right? Pura has? <laughs> it's uh, so funny how the difference of him between Age yeah. of Calamity and this series. I was just like, I, like I feel like this guy should be all over that, and he's kind of mm-hmm. like this, uh, 
this eccentric genius. And I was like, it, it seems like he would have been uh, chomping at the bit to test this uh, experimental potion on himself. So, mm-hmm. um, so he's there, and you meet a new character as well. I, I believe it's a new character, Georgie. Is that is that her name? Georgie. No, uh, I think it's Joshua. Joshua. Who am I thinking? I'm probably thinking of some NPC. Are you thinking of the prodigy little research girl? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Joshua. I'm, I'm pulling up my... Uh, I, I tried to stall while I was talking there for long enough to pull up my character profiles, but I, I couldn't mm-hmm. wait any longer, so I had to guess, and now I look like a fool. But, uh, yeah, Joshua. So uh, she's she's kind of interesting enough, I guess. Like, just kind of a, a fun enough character, a new character, which is kind of nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if... Uh, I can't remember if she showed up in Breath of the Wild or not. Do you remember her? I don't. I can't recall her. There's a lot of NPCs that I've come across where I'm like, oh my gosh, I know you. Yeah. And which is a lot of fun, especially just to see how their life has uh, progressed in the last years that we, that have been happening between these two games. But I don't remember Josha. Which is fine because she looks like she's like 10 years old. So it probably doesn't right. make sense that she's there. Uh, but yeah. th- there is some like pretty interesting stuff in, in Lookout Landing too, just like aside from like the story bits, like you, you obviously have that, uh, what do they call that? Like the, the big statue that you feed all the postals to. I can't remember uh, what it's called. It's like called. a post statue, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and it kind of looks like a lump of poop. If I'm being honest, it kind of, it kind of really, does. It does look really odd. I, <laughs> I kind of understand. Like it's got like a point with like, I think six eyes on it. <laughs> But I wish they kind of did look, make it look a little better because it does look like a lump. Dude, do you know what I thought of when I saw this thing? Do you remember in Jurassic Park at the very beginning when the when all the guys stop and there's that sick uh, Triceratops and there's like the mountain of dinosaur poop? That's <laughs> what I thought when I saw this Poe thing. I was so like, specific. I was like, is there a Triceratops near nearby? <laughs> oh uh, so so yeah, it's got that in it, which is kind of cool, and it's also got the uh, the evil goddess god statue whatever it is the one yeah the one that you can swap your hearts and stamina yeah Mm -hmm. i actually love when you uh talk to him and he's like really eager to make a deal with you because hylia after hateno put him in a lake and he is like fish are really bad to bargain with and i i thought he was dissing the little mermaid (laughs) maybe he is i don't know you know okay you know what else lookout landing has which i um which i found out this morning literally this morning is uh, it has a a place where you can where you can like add to your energy cells. Now, yes, I've been playing yes. sixty hours, and I was like, man, I'm tired of this battery running out. Like, where? Surely there must be somewhere where I can expand it. Because, like I said last week, I skipped past like all the opening text at the beginning because I was like, okay, this is this is too much for my brain, too much to process. So today, I was just like, God darn it, I'm tired of my machines dying halfway through. So I went and actually upgraded my my uh batteries today and the dude is right outside of a lookout landing so go me have you upgraded your batteries yet i've got one i've got two full batteries now um because before i I couldn't figure out how to do it until and we'll talk about it when we get to the depths but until you get to the first mine so right yeah. yeah i i need to i need to go seriously uh mining for some resources there because i i don't have a whole lot so so yeah lookout landing i i think like just as it's almost like a symbol of this game, like is very important and it did a really good job of establishing something familiar yet different, which I think mm-hmm. is like the entire running theme of Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't know what this says about me or about Tears of the Kingdom either, but I've been talking about this game and called it Breath of the Wild probably like a dozen times over the last week, like talking to, to my wife and just being like, I'll be talking about Tears of the Kingdom, but I call it Breath of the Wild instead. Oh, um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's a, a me thing or maybe that just says something about this game. But um, anyways, let, let's shift our gears over to um, to another spot that I think that most of us listening have gotten to. And, and again, if you haven't gotten to any of these places, just skip forward and, and you know, we'll we'll take it from there. But um, get into Hateno Village. This place is a little bit different. And mm-hmm. um, so so what I've kind of been doing, Al, and I don't know. You, tell me your philosophy here, but I've also kind of been. I've almost been saving our side, like my side quests until like you and I do our, our side quest episode. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. like I've, I've done a few, but like there's a really big side quest in Hitano village with, with a mayoral election. And I, and I say, I want to save it. So I haven't done it yet, but, oh, okay. uh, but I've heard that it's amazing. And, yeah. um, 
Yeah, so so it, it's just funny because like the whole town is covered in, like mushrooms or whatever. Like what what did you think of uh, our our cute little Hoteno, which is transformed into this this metropolis of uh, of art and fashion? Yeah, um, I do remember seeing Hateno in the in the late like the very last trailer, and I was like, "What's with all these mushrooms?" But yeah. it definitely like early on, you figure out what's going on with all the mushrooms. Um, I don't think I have the same philosophy. I I kind of collect the the side quests, and then I'll go and do a bunch of them at once when I kind of am feeling a little bit like, "Oh, I don't want to adventure explore at the moment. Let me just do a bunch of side quests." So yeah. that's what I do. I did finish the Hateno side quest, and it is pretty like hefty and. I think it's because, like, Nintendo is finally giving us side quests that feel substantial and meaningful mm-hmm. versus some that are not so much so. So, um, I'm grateful for that. But, yeah, I loved I loved the Hitero section, and, I, and we'll talk about it more with the other villages, too. But I love that there's, like, something more and, like, more substance to these villages other than, like, a stop yeah. for you to, you know, kind of meet a couple people and get some shopping done. Yeah, I agree. And, and... So speaking of villages too, like we'll we'll save Goron City, we'll save Zora's Domain, all right, that stuff. Right, we'll right. save it for when we actually do them. But uh, but yeah, like I I feel like I don't. It was just it was kind of charming to see Tano in this like struggle between like the classic and modern because it like this is maybe my own headcanon here, Al. But I was like, this is almost like very meta, like in a way, because like you have like a section of Zelda fans who are just like, I want my classic like like Zelda games, like the straightforward Zelda games, and then you have like your Breath of the Wild fans were like, no, this is the new way. This is like the new, uh, the new, you know, experience for the series. But actually, by the way, we didn't even, we skipped right over this, Al. By God, this game sold 10 million copies oh, yeah. in three days. So first That's- of all, I was handing out some W's last week and I'm going to give myself the biggest, fattest L ever because so much, <laughs> so much for my Zelda's percentage of this game selling less than half of Breath of the Wild. Wow, I look like a, a fool Right here. I honestly don't know how Nintendo managed that. I mean, like, I feel like it makes sense for our community to, oh. like, everybody is playing this game. But, like, literally 10 million plus people are playing this game. I asked my brother and sister, I said, how, do you, how many copies do you think this is sold in the first three days? And they only said 1 million. And they were blown away when I said 10. So, like, it's just insane yeah. how global this game actually is. Yeah. Crazy. So, I mean... For all the people that love the classic formula, I gotta say, I think uh, I think those days sure might be in the rearview sure mirror. Said yeah. too that Ocarina of Time formula now feels restric- restricting, and that open world Breath of the Wild slash Tears of the Kingdom formula is the way to go for the Zelda series in the future. So, you know what? I, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I do think that there's probably a, a happy medium or like a balance that you could achieve. But uh, the, no, no question that open world yields results. No question mm-hmm. about that. Um, but but going back to Hiteno, I, I again maybe it was my own headcanon, but I, I thought that that was just kind of like I don't know, interesting in a way that the that there is this like philosophical clash there when it's almost like, like there's been this philosophical clash in like the hardcore Zelda scene, you know? Yeah, which, I which most I people listening to this probably aren't a part of, but you know, you and I are right. I, I, I guess I didn't associate it with Zelda so much as I do in today's day and age. It just was kind of funny when you when you do the, the side quests, you kind of learn who is in the traditional sense and who is in the hmm. modern fashion forward sense. And you're kind of like, this is what this is what today looks like in real life. Yeah. Um, OK, so everyone's favorite beach town, Lurland Village. Uh, I actually haven't really went in there yet but uh i saw something in lookout landing and it made my heart sore because at the beginning uh somebody just off the hand makes a remark and it's like pirates have taken it over and i was like yes like this is this is what i want from this game it's like something cool that like makes it exciting and fun to go to these towns that i've already been to right right so i tried to fight the moblins i think once but man they, they were a tough crowd actually so i i ended up tucking my tail between my legs and, and yeah. <laughs> scurrying away uh, you said something last week where you were like i feel weak and i feel like nintendo does that on purpose in this game they made it much harder first of all to get like extra heart uh items which by the way you can duplicate now with that duplication trick so just happy little tip there 
But like I I was feeling weak too. Like the weapons are weak, you're weak, and you the game doesn't evolve with you. You go to some place and you'll find like black moblins in there and I agree. It's kind of like, oh, I have to come back when I'm more powerful. So I just wanted to validate that feeling you were having. I think Nintendo did that on purpose. I will say that, you know how last week I was talking about like how I wasn't using Fuse a whole lot? Mm-hmm. I, I have, have used, I've used it more for that Same. exact reason. Because I'm like, yeah. God, like I feel weak. Like all my weapons suck. Like all my armor sucks. So I, I've kind of, it's almost like it, it forces you to, I had this conversation with Moss a couple days ago, actually. We were talking about that. And uh, he kind of he kind of said something I agree with, where he's like, yeah, it, it's not like, like in Breath of the Wild, like you start weak, but like the weapon strength really rapidly grew with you. Whereas this mm-hmm. game, it's consistently like like in your teens, you know, if that. And, and the game really wants you to fuse with materials to, to add to your weapon strength. So like, I think mm-hmm. like once you kind of realize like, okay, this is what I have to do, then you kind of like... And, and it's not, at least for me, maybe it was clear as day for other people, but it wasn't so much for me. It's like, like I knew that I could fuse with like the monster parts and stuff like that, like Bacoblin horns and, and Hinox toenails and stuff like that. But I didn't realize like how substantial that mm-hmm. augmented your weaponry. Yes. Yeah, exactly. My favorite thing to do, um, I didn't want to spoil this last week, but I will now, is obviously everybody knows I love to fight taluses, but taluses now drop a heart. A talus heart. My favorite thing is to get the talus hearts and augment my weapons with them. They're awesome, especially like the luminous one glows. The the igneous talus has like has fire abilities, and that's as far as I've gotten with them. But they're like they're so cool. I love using the talus pieces for for my weapons. Can I tell you something? I have not beaten a talus in this game yet. What? Oh my uh, god. Okay. To, to be fair. To be fair. I have not fought a Talos. I, I think I saw one at the beginning, and I was like, okay, let's do it. And he, <laughs> he smoked me, and I was just like, you know what? No, I don't need to do this. I have taken down a few of those Flux Constructs, though. I'm getting yeah. pretty good at that. Yeah, I like the Flux Constructs. Those are fun. You know what? I actually, uh, this is off topic, but over at Akala, um, I saw my first Lionel in the game. I hadn't seen yep. any. I saw that one, too. Yeah. Like, they're very scarce. Like, I've seen a couple Gleox, but, like, I didn't see any line. I was actually wondering mm-hmm. if they were even in the game. And then, of course, you saw the cutscene where they appear. But, right. uh, yeah, they're very, very few and far between. Yep. I am uh, 100% agree. That's the only one I've seen, the only one I fight, and I haven't seen any more since. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure that they're there. I've, we've got uh, our pal Cat telling us in chat. We're streaming this on Twitch.tv, by the way. Uh, forward slash Zeldcast, that there is some in other areas of the games. But um, yeah, I've only seen the one. But mm-hmm. yeah, so so Lureland Village, have not have not freed them yet, but it's on my list of things to do. And actually, you know what? I realized that we skipped over something very important in Hitano Village that I want to go back to. Um, first of all, there's that school, which I haven't really explored yet, but I, I thought that mm-hmm. that was kind of a, a cool touch, like Zelda opens up a school. It seems like a very Zelda thing to do. Yes, it does. Um, but... Man, did you notice Link's house? What happened to that place? <laughs> so, um... Seems very clear that Link and Zelda were perhaps rooming together. I wink, don't... wink, nudge, nudge. Why? So funny. I You guys all have, like, this, this, these, like, things that, like, point you in that direction. I didn't see it that way at all. I just saw it as Zelda's whole house is destroyed in the Calamity. So Link is like, hey, I have this extra house. It's for you. You know, like he gave it to her, not that they were rooming together. <laughs> well, where does Link live? He lives in the wild, okay? <laughs> Doesn't Zelda... Zelda has a whole castle. What <laughs> she need a house for? It's destroyed. It's completely in ruin. Oh, there's got to be a room or two in there that's... <laughs> what about look at... Anyways, so the house is... The house has been completely changed. You know what? It reminded me of my first apartment, okay, Al? I had, po- I had like a Green Lantern poster. I had a, a Batman poster. There's like a big uh, Calgary Flames towel like on the wall. Sam moved in. And she's like, "What the hell is this?" And then we uh, we replaced it with some tasteful artwork. Actually, you know what? That didn't that didn't really happen like that. But it kind it so kind of seems like that might be you know maybe what happened. But they do have the champions picture still up there, which is very cute. Mm-hmm. It is very cute. So so yeah, it's uh, it's kind of cool. Um, let's move on. The, I only really have one other spot that. Uh, like a town, I guess you could say that um, I visited, and I don't know if you have not. Have you done the Deku Tree yet? 
Or like the I uh, have not done the, the, the anything in the Deku region yet. Do you want to skip past this, or do you want to talk about it? There's not a whole lot to talk about. There, there's something going on there. I skip past it because I have no idea what's going on with it yet. Okay, yeah, I I did visit there. There is a special way that you have to get there, and there's like, it's not really like a big quest or anything like that. It's just one thing you have to do in order to set things right there. So not not really a whole lot has has changed in in that area. Okay, um, makes sense. I mean, I other than that, oh, and I guess Terrytown as well is is uh, somewhere. Terrytown looks mostly the same to me, to be honest with you. Like, there's some more buildings and stuff like that, and, and some different kind of things going on. But I think, generally speaking, it's it's pretty similar. Terrytown is itself similar, but Hudson Construction has like completely expanded. He's all yes. over the he's all over Hyrule now. He's got a construction site. He's got a new um I don't know if you've done this yet, but he's got a new like dream house development kind of situation, which is super cool. I just finished. I, I've got the quest side quest, yesterday. but I haven't started it yet. You should do it. It's it's awesome. I love it. Except you might want to go find more money first. <laughs> Well, Al, slide into my DMs with that trick, and and maybe I'll do it. Do it today before they patch it. (laughs) Yes, I I saw it this morning, and I was like, oh my god, they're going to patch this so fast. Because it's honestly like the most wild hack I've ever seen in in a Zelda game, so it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, just kind of looking at, uh, looking at my map here again, <laughs> I've got my switch uh, on the go. I think that's most of the towns that we want to talk about today. Of course, we'll, like I said, we'll talk about the regional phenomenon towns when we actually do those episodes. But so like, I, I do, I do think that there is enough. Um, and, and obviously we just talked about the towns, not in the overworld itself. There's certainly some changes in the overworld, but like for the most part, like I, I do think that there is enough going on in these towns that it's just like, this, this is like different like you know we kind of scoffed when uh Anumasan was like you know th- this vastly different Hyrule it may be not vastly but there certainly is differences I would agree I would say in my first bit of time first few hours playing this game being on the surface I a part of me was thinking man I wish I hadn't spent almost 800 hours in Hyrule because in Breath of the Wild because it just there's so much that looks the same and I'm and I'm riding around on my horse and I'm like this looks the same and I don't want to explore it again I don't want to find all these Koroks again I don't want to do this I feel a little bit disappointed and let down by the surface but I will say that as time continued as I came across these villages as I've been reintroduced to some of the NPCs as I've been solving I have about 200 Korok seeds so as I've been solving a bunch of (laughs) <laughs> as I've been solving a bunch of the Korok puzzles, I do feel like there's enough to reinvigorate me to explore this Hyrule because it it is different enough. There's caves, there's um there's fundamental changes to the actual like geographical locations, you know? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, this is actually new ground, even though it's like the same stomping grounds as before. So I I feel like a little bit more uplifted, you know, 50, 60 hours into this versus the first few hours where I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to do this all again. I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, and another part that I want to talk about before we kind of shift over to the depths is um, um, the, the cave systems in this game where there's mm-hmm. like a lot of, of hidden caves that you could find. And they're, they're, they're almost like shrines in like a weird little way because you can see yeah, them on your bit. map and you can see like when they're checked off when you've completed them. Um, you know, like it, I think most of the caves, the reward is the little uh, bloopy guy whose name yeah, the, is escaping me. The bubble frogs. Bubble frog, yeah. Which I always yeah. feel bad for shooting that guy, by the way. Yeah, I, I can understand that. But at the same time, um, there's a trick in the game where... The Lord of the Mountain literally leads you to them, so I don't feel as bad if he's leading me there. So. Yeah, so I've only um, I've only ever gotten. So let me back up here. There is that little like the little shrine or whatever that you've seen a million times in Breath of the Wild, where you put the apple yeah. in, and you're expecting a Korok to to pop up, and yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead, the Lord of the Mountain comes up and will illuminate yep. where all the caves are. And I've only gotten two regions where I've been able to find that, uh, with which was Death Mountain and I think like the, the regular like Central High Rule. So I'm I'm on the lookout for uh, for those other regions as well. Mm-hmm. It's usually indicated by a cherry blossom tree, and yeah, I think that's Is a it? nifty okay, little. That's good information. Yeah, I think it's a nifty little trick. Um, 
And I will say that I've gotten enough bubble frogs to get the main like item that you want from Colton Hilton's brother. Right. And it's those awesome. guys are freaks, I, by the way. God, they're they creepy. Are. They are. But listening to their little squeals and sounds. Oh. I was I was uh so Colton is the name of his brother. I have a brother named Colton. So both Shad, my brother Shad, and my brother Colton have now been in the Zelda series. I love it. But <laughs> So, um, yeah, where's the, Allison now? All this, yeah. Is... Where the heck is the Allisons of the of the uh, of yeah. the Zelda series? But the item that you get for, or the let's say the the armor that you get is really cool, and I've been wearing the headpiece ever since I got it, so it's awesome. Mm. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I, I've seen the armor, I, and I want to get it myself. I love it. Um, but yeah, so like, I, I think the caves are like a pretty welcome little addition. They make exploration on the the overworld. Um, I don't know, a little bit more exciting, like a little bit less of like been there, done that kind of thing. Yeah. I didn't know about the cherry blossoms. That was a great day. Al, you're so smart, man. You know so much about like these games. I I try. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's uh good for you, man. That's uh you're like a wealth of knowledge on that. Um <laughs> and the, and the other, you know, the other thing too, I, I thought this was so funny, and I don't know why, but like the first time that you see a well and you go and you go down, or maybe she's actually above or whatever, but like you see this NPC and she's like, "You must be a fellow well enthusiast." I was <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know why, but I thought that was so funny. I was like, "There is like zero well enthusiasts in this world." Like, <laughs> I honestly wouldn't have never known that I could go into the well yeah. until I met that girl. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, she must like, oh, she must cool, be above. Well. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So very cool, uh, kind of a, a nice little trick, and and I don't want to. I, I, I'm going to preface this with a spoiler. There are two wells in Hateno Village. Have you went to the other well? There's four wells in Hateno. Okay, let me rephrase this. There's there's like the main series of wells, and then there's another one that's not connected to anything. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm I'm gonna spoil something for it's not a spoiler at all actually but like okay go so, for it so you can go down the well behind Zelda's house and you oh, can yes. get yeah I I thought this was the most awesome item you get a treasure chest and it's a little hairband and it turns Link's hair back into its Breath of the Wild do which yeah I was just like I love this it feels so I, nostalgic. I think it's- it's cute that it gives you like just a little hairband and yeah. it says that it's like tattered and it ha- it's well it's worn full of memories yeah yeah and I I used it and then I was like this doesn't feel right actually to be honest so I took it off because I like I like Link's Shaggy Doo now so <laughs> I like Link's Shaggy Doo in like the right outfit but if it's like an outfit from True. Breath of the Wild I'm kind of yeah, like yeah it does look odd I'm kind of like give me that classic do- give me the well worn band you know yeah. I want to I want to put it on. Um, okay. That, yeah. Obviously, the other difference in the overworld is there are chasms everywhere, which mm-hmm. lead you to the depths. And so, question: Did you know about the depths when you first got there? And how? What was the first way you got there? Um, the first way that I got there, I didn't quite know about them. I I encountered um, right by Lookout Landing. There's a couple NPCs that are like looking at a, at a chasm, and I'm just kind of like. I could jump down there, right? And I was like, well, I need yeah. my, my sailcloth, and I didn't have that yet. So once I, like, finally got that, I immediately was like, I'm going in that hole, and I'm going to see what's there. And that was my first, uh, that was my first interact. And I bet you that's a lot of people's first, because I think that that's kind of where the game points you towards, and it's where you start doing the quest with Robbie, and you get the yeah. camera and stuff like that. Um, so so I, I think... I I was led there by the game, and I was okay. I was like willingly going along because I wanted to see what was down there. And I just think like the depths are so cool, and they are massive. They're massive. Mm-hmm. I like um, I can't believe that this wasn't like an essential part of the marketing for this game. Yeah, that's why I was kind of asking. Like, did you even know they that they were a thing until you went there? Because like, I didn't. I didn't activate the the side quest or go to that big gaping hole in the ground. I went straight to Rito, like the game kind of guides you to do. Right. And then I found the well lady, and then I found another well that actually just drops you straight into the depths. And that's how I found the depths. And I was like, Oh, oh. And I thought it was like kind of a well area, like it was just a simple little area. It's. Yeah. And then I was like, It's not. There's so much to this. And then come to find out it's literally the entire map just the depths it, i i was like blown away by how big it was i kind of thought that it was going to be like 
in spots. You know, like you drop down mm-hmm. and there's like a little section and like another little section. Mm-hmm. But this thing is massive. It's it's mm-hmm. literally pretty much the whole map. And like there are you can't traverse it as freely. One, because it's pitch black and you can't see. Right. But but two, because there's like these big mountains that you just you can't get over top them, so you have to go around. So you can't it's not one for one. But like it, it, it's massive, and like there's so much cool stuff down there, and I haven't even scratched the surface uh, of what you know is down there. And I and I did find some stuff that I want to talk about, but I'm not going to yet because I know you haven't, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners haven't either. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of cool stuff down there, um, and I, I really quickly I just want to talk about two quick things that I did find. And I think they're like the two big pillars of or two of the biggest pieces in the depths anyways but i found the the construct factory which is very cool and you can get a really wicked ability there which mm-hmm. it, i'm just gonna go ahead and say if you haven't explored the depths again zoom ahead a little bit here but because we're gonna be talking about it for the next couple minutes but when you go to the the construct factory there's a really really cool side quest on the great plateau that will um lead you there and you'll get uh, an awesome reward, first of all. But you also get the ability to auto-build. Which, yes. as as we were saying, I was like, God, I hope that there's this auto-build ability. Because I think it's going to get old. Although, I will say, I've used the auto-build ability. And like it, it always charges me Zonite to use. But I don't want to use it. So, what I've discovered about... So, yes, I, I want to give us both Ws for this. Because we both said it would be nice to have recipes. And it would be nice to save yeah. our builds in some way. And you get both. Um... So if if you have the materials there to build with the auto build, it costs less zonite. If you don't, you can build it, but it'll cost you zonite. Right. So and you can like add your favorite schematics to your favorites, which I've done, and it's just awesome because like I'm tired of building the same flying bird, but now I could just auto build it, and I freaking love it. It's mm-hmm. so cool. I love this ability. It's it's awesome and it's it's so much fun. The factory itself was cool. Just like it being in the depths gives me that same feeling as exploring Hyrule in Breath of the Wild for the first time where it's like what's around yes. the corner? Like what mm-hmm. what am I about to stumble across? What am I about to unlock? And I had something last night that I tried to talk to you about. I messaged you earlier today about it and you're not, you're not quite there yet, so I I'm hoping I can talk about it with someone. But it's yes. it, I was just like this is so awesome. Like it's so awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the depths is just so cool. I think the light roots are just like really visually many, very cool. Really quick. I'm so curious. How many light roots do you have? Look at your inventory right now. 20, 24, 24 light roots. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not the light roots. Um, the, the seed that you use, the bloom, uh, seed that you use to light your path. How many of those oh, do you have? Uh, 70 something. I want to say only 70. Let me tell you. Well, I use a lot of them in the depths. So like I'll I'll okay, use like I do too. I'll use like 30 right, and then come back that. up and and stock back up. So, I feel like with the cave system, if you're exploring the cave system, you're getting a heck ton of those bright bloom seeds. Yeah. And I have over 900. Okay, I have 48. I just <laughs> checked. <laughs> I guess I need to explore more caves. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm like, more caves, I, more I, Koroks. I'm such a hoarder that, like, whenever I go into an area, I'm like, I have to get all this stuff. And it's the it's the Satori Mountain area in me where I'm like, oh, when am I going to get more time to get this stuff? But it's like, they're in every single cave. So I have over, like, 940, I think. Well, I'll tell point. you what. I'm going to have over 942 when you give me that uh, that glitch. <laughs> true, true, I'm gonna true. I'm going to have a lot. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, just, I just, I love the depths. And it just, it boggles. It's boggling to me that this wasn't, like, a central part of the marketing. I know the sky was, but I think like the depths are like. I don't think they mention anything except no, chasms. Never, you know, they they never mention it at all. And I don't know if it was supposed to be a surprise, but like if it was, it's like well, you kind of showed some of it in the trailer. So like, why not just yeah, a teeny tiny bit of it. I like I I would have been selling this as like the the big main feat like. Like, for almost from day one, I would have been, like, pushing Ultra Hand, and I would have been pushing the depths, and I would have been pushing the sky. And, in fact, there was actually a really interesting developer article that just came out with uh, EGA Noma, where he he kind of said, like, you know, a lot of people weren't that excited about the trailer we shown in February, which is why they they went to show, like, the gameplay with all the abilities, and then that new trailer that came mm-hmm. out. Uh, well, you can read that yeah. over on Zelda Dungeon right now, but, yeah, I, it, like, the depths are so awesome. It's just like, why is this not part of your, like selling of this game because it's like an entire map's worth of new content like Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and again, we didn't, we had no idea when they would say stuff like vastly different Hyrule, we were just like, how? Is it just like little changes on the surface, which we've experienced and it's great. But if that was all there was, I honestly probably would have been very disappointed with this game. But they gave us something like substantial to explore Hyrule in a different way all over again. It's beautiful down there, by the way. I know it's pitch black, but when you do light it up, it's like insanely gorgeous in like an ominous, creepy way. Yeah. So it's really cool. I I'm also surprised like that it existed because they never said anything about it. But it's it's incredible, and I I love exploring down in the depths. In fact, that's probably what I'm going to be doing today when we stop recording. So yeah, um, I have to correct myself. Actually, I, I apologize. So the Great Abandoned Central Mine is what I was thinking of with the uh, where you get the auto build ability. Right. And the other area, it's like a big Zonai temple. It's very cool. The other area mm-hmm. that I that I was thinking of was the Construct Factory, which I am going through right now. Actually, so. Um, very cool. And there's lots of other, like, really fun stuff down there. And, like, again, it's huge. It's mm-hmm. huge. I can't believe how big the depths is. Um, man, part of me just wants to, like, like get all the light the light routes, like, right away just so I can see and explore. Mm-hmm. That, that's and the only cool. downfall of it is, like, it, you know, it's not not that it's tough to explore, but, like, you, you can't see, like, you, you know. Right. So, yeah. Having... I, um, since you have 77 shrines, it helps because the light routes are directly connected to the shrines above. So you can flip between your maps and place a marker. Are they really? Yes, they're directly below. Oh, it. Robbie man. says so in the side quest. Yeah, they're directly connected to the shrines. Al, you're so smart. You're man. You're like <laughs> you're, you're like a exploring. PhD in this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm just like a schmuck who skips past all the text. Um, that's that's so cool. You know what else? I I thought this was like the Oh wow, and and I just uh, Nico said over in our chat that the names are in fact reversed from the shrines. That's cool. I didn't see that, dude. This is this is why this is why I show up every week so that smarter people yeah. than me can tell me about Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, one thing that I thought was like the the coolest thing. I was down in the depths, and and one thing that I always thought was kind of funky monkey in Breath of the Wild. You know, when like you'd see the dragons and they just kind of disappear. It's like where are they going? Mm-hmm. Man, when I saw Dinral down in the depths, I was like, this is so cool. And I've so, seen all of them down there. And I was like, yeah. oh, man, this is cool. Um, I don't remember uh, well, I don't remember what episode it was, but we were talking about this theory I had where when you hit a dragon in Breath of the Wild, it goes up through a portal in the sky. Hmm. And I I started to wonder if that's like if it was going up to like the Zonai realm up there that we don't see in Breath of the Wild and it comes crashing down in tears of the kingdom but now you can see that they go into the depths too which is just awesome it's also, so cool i i didn't know this before i was always assuming dinral was male but dinral is actually female so i yeah. found that out in this game i yeah i i got the similar uh, uh quest, similar quest yeah. yeah yeah very cool so, very so i guess cool. that makes sense um so we'll, it does we'll, make sense yeah we'll see where that leads <laughs> so i i just i think the depths are are so awesome i feel like i haven't explored enough of it yet in order mm-hmm. to like fully talk about it and i feel like the stuff that i can talk about i don't want to yet because yeah. we're only like 10 days out so yeah. we'll we'll also, be revisiting new monsters this down there too yeah dude yeah. Uh, the everything down there is like a mal excuse me not malice a gloom enemy yep, gloom mm-hmm. um one thing that i do love about the depths too is that there is uh like these really cool it's actually kind of like a cool synergy between the sky and the depths where like you can find these treasure maps in the sky that will yeah. lead you to a treasure in the depths which from my experience gives you really cool armor yep and let's just well you know what i think we all probably know what i'm talking about it gives you armor from like links of past so like the armor that you had in in breath of the wild where it was like the, the Twilight Armor or the, the Ocarina of Time Armor, you, you typically will find that in the depths I've found so far. Yeah, I have too. I've also got them on Amiibo, so that's cool. If I get duplicates, I can sell them. But um, uh, yeah, that that is pretty cool that they're not locked behind Amiibo. Because yeah. I think that was a frustration for people in Breath of the Wild, which I 100% get, so... Yeah, I agree. Like I, I was fine with, uh, with that being an Amiibo lock. I actually think that's probably a good use of Amiibo, but I do... It was nice to see all this stuff like available yeah. in game as well. And, and have you been scanning your? Um, in case, I don't know if anybody noticed, but like my amiibo shelf is completely empty. They're sitting in a box by my <laughs> switch right now. I scan I, them every day. But I, I have not. Now. 
you get cloth now for your paraglider, which is super cool. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't been because I kind of was like, eh, cloth, whatever. Like, I got my champion's cloth. Like, that's fine. Um, uh, and I, I like well, the lawn lawn. I got the lawn lawn little moo cow. I well, I, I haven't been because you can't see it behind me. But uh, around the corner here, I've got my Zelda display, which is like three shelves jam-packed full of Zelda stuff. And like... Mm-hmm. To take all, because I have like every Zelda amiibo. Like, it, it, there's like thirty amiibo yep. up there. So I yeah. was, just, I was like, I'm not taking them down. Like, if I can find this stuff in the game, brother, I'm, I'm finding it in the game. Like, I'm not taking that shelf down. So, so yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely revisit the depths. But God, it's, it's so. I, I love. It, it's one of my favorite parts of the game, to be honest. And like, I again, I know I've said it a couple times, but it just like. It's almost unfathomable to me that this wasn't like a a, a huge selling point of this game. Mm-hmm. Yep, so. and it's it's a one. I just don't know how Nintendo did this. Ten ten million copies in the first three days. I don't even know where they are now. But like, man, how? Oh man, oh man. How did they manage that? We were saying that they were too cocky and arrogant and just depending on Breath of the Wild to sell this game. And you know what? They kind of did it, so. Yeah, well, that's why they're that's why they're making the big bucks, and we're we're complaining we're on this not. show. Yeah, <laughs> we're in our basement talking about, or at least I am. Um, I so so to kind of segue from the depths to the sky, um, I like I don't know. I I guess I would say like I find that the depths is is much more engaging than the sky, and that's not to say that the sky isn't interesting. I think it is, mm-hmm. but. It, like it, it, I think the restrictiveness of like how you get there and like it's not like you can travel very freely and it's not like sailing between islands is always like super fun. Like it just kind of takes mm-hmm. a while. And there are some islands where you get like, you know, um, uh, constructs or, or whatever to get you from point A to point B. But you kind of right. have to like you kind of have to be in that you have to stick with the same cluster like you can't freely explore up in the sky like like yes. you can that being said i do think that the sky islands are are quite fun none of them that i've seen um that are not a part of like a main quest so like we'll talk about the rito stuff next week which was incredible but mm-hmm. the one most of the ones that i've seen that are like their own kind of little cluster of islands none of them are as big or as involved as the great sky islands i don't mm-hmm. I, would you agree with that I would agree. I haven't been to anything super substantial yet, except for the Rito portion. That's like pretty much the most like right. generally substantial place that I've been. I've been on little clusters of islands. Um, there's there's a side quest that has to do with a specific island shape up there. So if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Um, but like, I find that. So maybe somebody can help me with this because I haven't been able to figure it out yet and I haven't wanted to look it up. But, like, I went to the Akala Labyrinth and I can't get up to that labyrinth very easily. Uh, I find it's a struggle to get up there. And if anybody knows how I can get up there easily, help me. But it's there's some parts where you're like, yeah, it's easy to recall a piece of land and go back mm-hmm. up to an island. There's some parts where you can shoot yourself out of a tower and, like, glide over there. But there are some parts where I'm like, I haven't been able to reach this easily, and I don't know how. So yeah. I'm, I'm eager to explore more. It's definitely my least explored area of the sky, I would say. Uh, I would agree. I'm really quickly just going to look at my map here and kind of tell you what I got going on for, for shrines in the sky. Um, so I've got like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I probably got like sixteen or so, uh, maybe a little bit more. Um, but a lot of those are connected to like the the regional phenomenon quests, and I yeah. and I also feel like a lot of those islands um, that you just described, like like for example, the ones over Lanayru, I wanted to go explore them, but you you can't really do it until you actually do the regional phenomenon side quest, right. and a lot of them are locked off, which is probably fair. But also, it's just like, like kind of the draw of, of Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom is like I want to be exploring like everything out of order and before I'm I'm supposed to, right? So right. I do think that this like it's a little bit restricting in that way. Again, like I'm not saying it's it's bad anything like that, but um, it's it's it, it is difficult to explore those in the same kind of capacity. I thought there'd be a lot more like stuff falling down that you could recall. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this is dumb, but when I was like, when I was in the Death Mountain area, I was like, oh, Death Mountain's really high. I just need to fall- find a piece of fallen sky, and then I would have a much higher like, 
you recall mm-hmm. than somewhere on the surface. And then it was kind of dumb where I was like, there's nothing falling here because there's nothing directly <laughs> above the mountain. It was kind of dumb. And I was like, oh, duh. Like, that makes total sense. Because sometimes when you recall a piece of land, it goes directly to the island that it fell from. Yeah, so, which is nice. Um, Yeah, which is nice. So, yeah, you just have to – I feel like you just have to find a lucky spot or launch yourself out of a tower. Um, somebody tell me how to get up to those – those uh, uh, labyrinths though because i can't figure it out yeah i've only done one labyrinth i did the the hebra one on the ground and i unlocked the the, one on the ground yeah i unlocked the top but i also i haven't actually tried to get there as of yet so um that's on my Mm -hmm. list of things to do um i will say this about the sky there's like a couple areas of the game where it's like low g that is fun that is super fun um Mm -hmm. specifically Al, you're probably about to run right into it. Like I said, I just finished um, the Zora side quest uh, in Regional Phenomenon last night. And um, it's also, uh, there's a section over in Hebra, which is low G as well. And you'll remember from the last trailer that we saw where Link is jumping and he's kind of like floating in the air and stuff like that. It's it's incredibly fun. And there, I actually don't know if there was an explanation for it or not. I don't think there was. It's just there. So when I tried to get up to the to the labyrinth, it is in low G, and you kind of can jump around, but like you can't climb the walls. So it's like you jump, but you got nothing to grab onto, and you right. just fall. And I'm like, this is dumb. How do I like do this? But um, it is cool. It is cool to kind of jump. I just wish I had more places to land in that section. And yeah. when you get into it, there's like this force field. So I just think it's kind of like a force field. Maybe that's how the Zonai were keeping these islands up there, you know? Yeah, maybe. It was, I, I thought it was very, very cool. I know you haven't done any of the Death Stars yet, but no. um, I've done two, actually. And, and, like, there's no, there's no real spoilers to speak of. It's just, like, a, a shrine quest, basically, that you have to okay. do, like, a puzzle inside of them and, and get, uh, you know... I'll just leave it at that. You have to do the puzzle and you can activate the shrine inside of them. But actually, okay. I thought that those are really fun as well. And just there's something about being like on top of the Death Star that was just kind of cool, even though it's, you know, not actually the Death Star. No, they're but, actually Death Star. But, but close yeah, enough. I get what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, one thing that I, I do think is really fun about the sky that I've seen in two different spots, and there's got to be a third somewhere on the map. Is, I'm sure. I know what you're going to say. Is the, the ring game. Yes, which is that which is, is so very fun. fun, very fun. <laughs> Something about just like plonking right down as fast as you can, and, uh, and and going through all those obstacles. I I can't say that I'm very good at it, Al. I, oh, I've got okay. I've got two pieces of glide gear. I haven't found the third one yet, but so I've got the two pieces. But I I, I haven't been able. You know when he says like you great like you broke the the first record of like 35 seconds. Can you do it in mm-hmm. 25? Haven't been able to do it on either one. Okay. I'm like one second over. Do you get anything worth it if you do it? Uh, no, it's money, but I okay. I've broken my record quite a few times because the more I do it, the more comfortable I feel with just straight up nose diving. Right, uh, straight down. I, and... I feel like I'm like not like I can't get over enough, so I like stop and sail and then dive. That's what the glide gear is for. So that's um, true. The first one I've gotten it was over closer to the retail area. I've gotten in 17 seconds. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> Damn. It's fun. I loved it. I was like, he's like, do you want to try again? I was like, heck yeah, I do. I probably did it like 15 times. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, th- those are like, I actually think that's probably the funnest mini game I've played in, in Tears of the Kingdom so oh, far. Oh, speaking of mini games, I love the return of some of that mini game music. Like old school mini game music came right. back with these mini games and I love it. Um, I, You know what? I, as I was saying that, I actually can't think of another mini game that I've really played in Tears of the Kingdom. Um, let's see. There was one I did with like the stuffed sand seals. Um, haven't done there that. There was w- there was one where you have to use like ultra hand to grab, uh, rocks or yeah, like colorful rocks. It's with a Goron and a Rito. Um, there's a few that are just kind of sprinkled around and they're fun. Hmm. Uh, man, I, yeah, I gotta up my my mini game game here uh, <laughs> yeah so I, I love the ring game i think it's super fun i actually love how the glide armor looks too i think it looks super cool it is cool i love it yeah. it reminds me of like the court of owls from from batman very ominous, okay. very Ooh. dangerous um so another thing that i've seen in the sky i'm not quite sure what they are i have a suspicion but i'm not quite sure what they are you know the, there's like all these little islands that you get to and it's like i can't read the text it's an ancient hyrulean i think 
I think they're connected to those rings we were talking about in Kakariko, but I'm not sure. And a few of them I've read and they just start falling. Yeah, okay. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Uh, You need to talk to a guy in Kakariko to get that situated. Okay. Yep. Well, we'll leave it at that then. Um, So the the last thing that I wanted to say, and I I don't want to talk about it too much. But I, I did think that it was cool in the sky. And I, and I think a lot of people maybe have tried to do this. Maybe maybe so, maybe not. So And I know, I know you have it, so I'm going to be very vague. But if you look at your map in the sky, you will see a... It almost looks like Calamity Ganon, actually. It's a very stormy kind of shape over in Faron. Last mm-hmm. night, I decided that I was going to investigate that. And it was awesome. Okay. It was That's interesting. I'm excited. It was awesome. I was not wasn't expecting what was in there, but I was like super excited. And uh oh, I, I, I wanna talk more about it, but today is not the right time or the right place, unfortunately. Maybe I'll just like go and force myself to explore that you know early. You know now what? I'm excited. Do it do it at your own pace. I, I just I thought it was cool I, I maybe i'm overhyping it but uh <laughs> I, it, it was just like it was a classic example of like breath of the wild slash tears of the kingdom of like something that you're just kind of like you know what i'm just gonna do this now and find out what this is and it leads to something kind of big and kind of like cool and mm-hmm. something that you weren't expecting and I, and I think that breath of the wild was so good at like having so many of those moments and to have a moment like that in tears of the kingdom which, you know, coupled with those moments in the depths and stuff like that, I, I was, mm-hmm. I felt very, very rewarded last night when I got there. And, and I was just like, this is so awesome. So, cool. so yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a little bit, a little bit about the surface, a little bit about the depths, a little bit about the sky. There's a lot more of the depths I want to talk about, actually. And I, mm-hmm. I left out a bunch of spoiler stuff that I found down there, a bunch of side quests Maybe that you we'll can just do. have like a full-on depths episode because it's big enough. It's definitely big enough, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's it's hard. It's hard. I want to talk about all this different stuff and, and we've got so much like fun stuff on the horizon, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll try and pace ourselves out a little bit here anyways. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, again, just very... Very impressed so far with uh, with the depths, with the even with the sky. I wouldn't say the sky is my favorite, but it's it's still like there's lots of fun stuff to do up there, and there, there is enough differences in you know in the actual overworld itself that uh, you know I'm happy to say they're they're proving they're proving us wrong a little bit here, and they're making our worries um, go away a little bit. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. Yes. So yeah, so you know, for in a couple weeks, we we actually had the. Uh, the full spoiler cast episode scheduled. I don't, we might have to make that a two parter or if not more. Cause like, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I feel like there's uh, you know, we'll talk about the regional phenomenon separately, but I feel like there's that part of the story. There's the, the dragon the, there's tears. An, there's, there's the yeah, main the story. Tears. Yeah. And then the main story, God, I'm like nowhere near finishing the main story. And like, I have no idea how it's supposed to end. And I'm trying to draw it out as much as possible. Cause I was like, I was I was telling Andy before the show I was gung ho last weekend and I was going a little too fast and I had to slow myself down. But now I'm worried that I'm going a little too slow because yeah. <laughs> everybody online is just like all about this game and I have to worry about spoilers and stuff and it's just it's a little scary. I don't want to get spoiled, you know. But at the same time, I don't want to like just end it for the sake of getting there. You know what I mean? I yes. don't want the instant gratification. Yeah, I I agree with that as well. It, it's a fine balance, and like, yeah, I I kind of am the same way. I was like, oh man, I I want I don't want to get spoiled, but I don't want to rush because like, you know, this game's gonna keep us busy for like the next six months. Like, there's that much to do. Um, mm-hmm. so you know, pace ourselves, enjoy it, and and take it as it comes. But uh, yeah, we we have a rough idea, like I said, of, of what we're gonna talk about for the next couple weeks. Maybe we uh, we we'll have to go in and expand on that or adjust as we kind of finish the game or don't finish the game mm-hmm. anything like that but yeah this last week was uh was an absolute blast i had like just such a fun time like pouring hours into into this game very nostalgic reminded me a lot of my you know of breath of the wild and and when that came out which was also like when i kind of first started with zelda dungeon so it was it was, it was nice. like a very nostalgic yeah. feeling almost you know mm-hmm. so yeah yep 
Um, okay, well that is, uh, that's pretty much gonna do it for us. We, uh, like I said, we have a lot more that we want to talk about, but we can't talk about it yet, because we want to give everyone a chance to kind of progress at their own pace, but, um, lots and lots of cool stuff left to talk about, uh, specifically the depths, man. I can't wait to talk more about the depths. Um, but yeah, we're gonna leave it at there for now. Uh, let us know what you think about the sky, about the depths, about the surface, all those changes. You can let us know over on Twitter at the TheZeldaCast. I am at Spateri316. Al is at Allison Aletha. And, uh, you know, join us over on Discord, too, over on Zelda Dungeons Discord. We're talking Zelda all the time there. The Discord is buzzing. It's hopping. There are people just, you know, going wild with discoveries and, and information and different stuff. I mean, I learned a bunch of different things on this one episode today. I don't know what, what you could learn by hanging out in our Discord, but it's probably a lot, mm-hmm. so... Hang out with us there. Um, check us out wherever you get your podcast. Give us a, uh, a five-star review. We'd really appreciate that. And um, I know that we said we were going to do a giveaway. We are going to do a giveaway. I'm going to announce it next week. So we're going to be giving away a copy of Tears of the Kingdom to someone listening. But uh, the details are coming next week. So stick around for that. Um, and lastly, lastly, check us out wherever you get your podcast. We Our numbers have been absolutely huge we thank everyone that's been tuning in lately this has been the, the by far the biggest month in the history of the zelda cast ever so uh thank you to everyone listening if this is your first time listening we're doing it every week baby we're doing it's, we're talking zelda every single week uh so so make sure that you subscribe and uh you know recommend us to that zelda fan in your life that is it for us we are going to get out of here but until next week everybody take care and have fun playing zelda <laughs>